Welcome to Balance with Carmen and Ashi, your lifestyle podcast. We're two busy mums trying to find some balance in our lives. We're here to discuss important topics and to have some fun along the way. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. So today we have Kylie back. We had Kylie on on episode two for a parenting chat. How are you, Kylie? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. I actually told Ash that you have a really good birth story for both your girls and she's very eager to hear it. I haven't told her any of it because I want you to share it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're pretty pretty wild. Okay, cool. So where where do you want me to start? Just with Piper, just from the birth or yeah, so maybe what your plan was going into the birth, because we all have this ideal <laughs> thing that we would hope, and then it all goes to shit anyway. So maybe if you want to <laughs> say what you were hoping for and then kind of what ended up happening. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, fair enough. That's a good point. Um, so my hopes with my birth was I always wanted a water birth as like 90% of people pretty much um yeah I was just really obsessed with having a water birth and and natural I guess when you say natural like it's so broad isn't it like I knew I didn't want an epidural at all only because the thought of losing feeling in my legs just freaked me out so much I had a really in-depth conversation with my midwife and um we went through I guess the birth plan and what I wanted so step one like I wanted a water birth um, with low intervention if possible so no um, epidural and I just wanted to kind of rely on some breathing techniques as such Um, so I did read Juju Siddin's book um, which kind of gave you really techniques to help manage your pain naturally so that was my dream so my labor um, so I went into labor at 38 weeks. I went into labor about two in the morning, woke up with like a really ex- excruciating pain um, and then kind of got up and went to the bathroom and, you know, just went and did a wee and whatnot and then came back to bed and I just couldn't, you know, settle back into sleep. And then about half an hour later, I started feeling some really super mild like I guess cramping I wasn't really sure if I was going into labor or not I guess like your first time you don't really know how it's going to start or kind of what to expect so I had really irregular mild I guess contractions um, that lasted maybe three or four hours they started ramping up maybe about 6 a.m. Um, I remember texting my sisters like in the middle of the night, you know, asking them, what does labor feel like? (laughs) What what do contractions feel like? Um, So, and they were up because they live in New Zealand. So they're a a few hours ahead. So they were like, oh, you know, it feels like mild period cramping. So I, I thought, you know, okay, something's starting to happen. The pain started getting really intense and I called... My midwife, it would have been about probably 5.30 to 6 in the morning. No, it would have been later, about 6.30 in the morning. Um, And just kind of asked her, you know, when should I come into hospital? 
and she said, you know, just come in when your waters break. You know, it sounds like you're um, in early labour, things are starting to happen, but, you know, don't come in just yet. Just try kind of labour at home. And about 15 minutes later, my waters broke at home, like, and it actually did a big pop. And I was, <laughs> luckily, like, I was sitting over the toilet at the time, um, so all the kind of water went in the toilet. And my husband called my midwife back saying, you know, my wife's labor, my wife's waters have broken. And she's like, yep, yep, come in now. So we left home by this time. We were leaving home. It would have been about 7.45 in the morning um, and going down to the hospital at the Gold Coast. It's probably about a half an hour drive for us. So labored all in the car to hospital like it was so painful and laboring in a car is not very pleasant like I remember just I felt like I was getting delirious from the pain I remember that and because we were going down south to the Gold Coast it was on a Friday um, so there was a lot of traffic as well so it took (laughs) probably took us about 40-ish minutes to get there so once we arrived at the hospital, Troy, um, my husband, he pulled up into emergency and he had to go get me a wheelchair because I just could not walk. We rushed up to the labour ward and met my met my midwife there. So we got into the birth room, which I had only seen the week prior, which was really good. So I kind of knew what to expect with the room and everything. So once we got to the room, you know, Things were really like just starting to feel a bit funny. I had to, I had this like real bad urge to go to the toilet and was pretty determined to go there. You know, my midwife was like, no, no, let's just, I just want to have a quick check. And I was like, no, I'm going to the toilet. (laughs) So I went to the toilet because I felt like I needed to do a poop. Um, well, that's a classic telltale sign. (laughs) Yeah, I know that feeling well. (laughs) So, um, Yeah, so I went to the toilet, but I didn't actually poop or anything. Um, But I just had this urge, I guess, just to kind of, you know, something didn't feel right down there. And I remember, like, putting my hand down um, to my, I don't know, what what the word I can call it on the podcast. (laughs) My bits. (laughs) My bits, yeah. (laughs) So I put my hands down and... I felt something really, really unusual. And I remember, <laughs> like, you know, pulling my hand away really quick because I was like, it freaked me out. Like, it wasn't the head or anything, but something was sticking out of me or falling out of me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, and Troy was standing at the corner of the door making sure I was okay. And he, I said to him as I was washing my hands, I was like, I felt something. Like, I don't know what it is but it feels really weird. And he helped me hobble back to the bed. And my midwife then kind of took my pants down to, I guess, see how things were progressing. And she was like distinctly said in this high-pitched voice, she's like, oh, that's a foot. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I can't get her voice out of my head. Like I remember it like it's yesterday. So once she said, you know, there was a foot, kind of out um you can imagine it's pretty chaotic from there Mm. you know you know within seconds there was probably five to ten people in the room someone was like undressing me prepping me 
because they said, you know, you're going to have to go have an emergency C-section. We're going to have to put you under because things have, obviously the foot's out, like things are pretty far along. Um, there's no time for epidural and things like that. So someone was undressing me. I look over, someone's, you know, putting Troy in scrubs and stuff. And then, you know, I'm being wheeled and rushed into the emergency C-section. And then they doctor or the anesthetist put the mask over me and said, you know, you're going to meet your baby soon. Just, you know, count backwards from 10 um, and then you'll meet your baby when you wake up. And then the obstetrician was like, no, no, you know, it's too late. Um, Take the mask off. You're going to have to start pushing because the baby's too low. It's safer for the baby to come out vaginally. So, yeah, so this mask has been ripped off and then all of a sudden I'm like, pushing my dear life <laughs> and, um, they I remember they said we're going to give you a episiotomy because they were just wanting to get the baby out mm. really quick so pretty much you know said that and then snipped me straight away and then yeah Piper was born so my whole my whole labor was about seven to eight hours so once Piper was born, um, because her foot had actually been out for a little bit, her body temperature was quite low, so they had to kind of take her to um, the heat lamps to kind of warm up, and they had to actually help her breathe for the first minute or two as well. But once she was breathing and warm enough, they brought her over to me for a little snuggle, which was nice, but very much, I guess, there was just a lot of shock as well from my end were you affected by the mask did you feel sort of drowsy or nauseous or anything because then they took it off again not really maybe just like a bit in the headspace like what's going on kind of you know I like I think I only took one or maybe two breaths and so it all happened so quickly so we arrived at the hospital at 8 30 and she was born at 9.06. So, wow. Mm. Did you know that she was breached or had she been head down at your prior appointments? So she had been head down at my prior appointments. I'd only seen my midwife two days before I went into labour. <laughs> and upon reflection, I think what triggered my labour was her turning at mm-hmm. 2 in the morning when I went into labour. So she was twisting around and obviously... <laughs> wanted to kind of run out (laughs) (laughs) she's she's a runner like her mom yeah Yeah, so that was my birth with her but you know I found it really really traumatic Mm -hmm. Um, just because I remember when I was holding Piper I only went in the emergency like operating theater I was in there for like maybe two hours and I'd only held Piper for 15 minutes before they kind of, mm. you know, wanted to kind of clear out the theater. And they took her up to special care just because she was a really low birth weight. She was 5.1 pound. So they just wanted to kind of take her there. And we ended up staying there for four days. But, yeah, I just remember the, the experience in the operating room being super traumatic for me because I was just so out of control of your body, mm-hmm. my body, well, my body, you know. I remember I was lying there, you know, I'd been fully naked. 
and I've got a towel over me. My legs are somehow up in stirrups with this young man in front of me. Yeah, but it's so cold in there too. It's freezing yeah. in the operating theatre. Yeah. So, and then, you know, I don't have Piper because she's gone to special care. Troy had to go move the car because he had parked in the emergency. So I was just lying there, you know, looking <laughs> up at these bright lights. And I remember tears just rolling down my eyes, mm. like, you know, and not rolling down my eyes, rolling down my cheeks. <laughs> um yeah like it was just I was there by myself you know I was so out of control it was just it was a really it wasn't a nice experience but you know she was safe so that's Mm. what that matters right there's a lot of emotions obviously after just giving birth to and like your hormones start changing Mm. instantly from pregnancy to breastfeeding as well so there's a lot of changes going on in your body so it's natural to get emotional and I remember I wasn't in an operating theater, but the same happened with all my babies had quite low blood sugars because of the insulin I was on and they were all taken pretty much straight away and Dan went with them. So they're all off Mm -hmm. into the special nursery area and you're stuck there by yourself and it's almost like, okay, you've done your part, now you're alone Mm. and everyone's fretting over Mm. the baby, which is good. They want You want Mm. them to look after your child, but at the same time, you want to see your baby, but you can't go with them, and it's really isolating yeah. and sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can I just ask, were you private or public? I was public, but okay. I was in. I got accepted into the birth center at yep. um, the Gold Coast Uni Hospital, so it was pretty much you're kind of treated as private, but just in the mm-hmm. public setting. Yep. So yep. I had my own midwife and things like that and then there's about exactly two years between piper and willow yes yeah so yeah two-year gap so in the meantime i remember when i was pregnant with willow i was the whole time just so scared of going into labor and giving birth again just because of my experience with piper my sister's actually a psychologist and she did a a session with me to help me kind of process some of that trauma and just kind of you know so when I would think about Piper's birth not let it trigger trigger me as such to get like with all my anxiety about going into birth again and help me kind of file it in like as a happy moment essentially in a nutshell so um, that's something I did in between um, Piper and Willow's births so Willow's birth was very eventful as well. So with Willow, I again, I went into labor at 38 weeks on the dot. I woke up at about 2 in the morning. I think my husband woke me up or he was going toilet and it just kind of woke me up. Um, so I got up and kind of went to the toilet to do a wee, as you do with a baby pressing on your bladder. <laughs> <laughs> and then went back to bed but again just couldn't really sleep and was just mucking around on my phone and I remember about it would have been about 2 30 I got up to and went to the toilet and did a poo and I was like that was that was random <laughs> you know doing a poo at 2 30 in the morning um just because <laughs> I guess when you're you know towards the end of your um 
your pregnancy, everything starts to slow down. You do kind of get a little bit constipated towards the end. So that was really unusual to do a poo at 2.30 and then came back to bed and then, you know, 15, 20 minutes later, I had to go get up and do another poo. And I was like, what is, what is going on, you know? Um, so I lay in bed for a little bit, for maybe 10, would have been 10 minutes, and I was kind of contemplating, do I wake Troy because there's something starting to happen? You know, I never do two poos in the middle of the night. Not even after mm. Indian food. so um i woke troy at three in the morning and i said you know hey i think something's starting to happen because i just went bathroom a couple of times and that's that's very unusual and he kind of shot up and he was (laughs) like okay do you want me to put stuff in the car blah 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 and i was like I was so proud of myself because I was like, no, no, I was so calm. I said, you know, we don't need a rush. I think something's starting to happen, but if you want to kind of get a few things ready, that's fine. And he's like, should I call my mum? And I said, no, you know, we don't need to wake your mum because I'm not sure, you know, if anything's actually happening properly. And then I was still lying in bed and it was about, it was 3.05 and I just felt this massive urge to push um like it was such a big pain like it I I remember I was lying on the bed and the pain was so intense it lasted maybe two minutes or so and Troy was holding my hand and I remember saying to him like I'm really scared you know I'm not sure what's happening and he said and I, I kept saying, I, was, I said, I need a push, you know, something. I feel like something's there, I need to start pushing. And he's like, no, no, you know, this is probably normal because, you know, you're going to feel all this pressure and things like that. And in my head, I thought, you know, that's probably true because last time the pressure would have felt a bit different because she came out feet first and if the, you know, willow's head first, obviously it will feel a lot different. And he's like, should I call my mum? And The pain was so crippling that I was like, yes, just call your mum. And then I made him kind of drag me to the bathroom because I was starting to feel sick. And when I'm sick, I like to put my face on like cold tile. (laughs) So it's such a a childhood thing. So you just lay on the floor when you feel sick. (laughs) Yeah, just like I'm so hot. So he dragged me to the bathroom, out en suite. I kept saying I need a push, and he, was, he started calling my midwife, and he called my midwife at 3.15, and she heard me in the background, and she said, there's no time to get to the hospital. If she's saying she needs to push, call the ambulance. So Troy calls the paramedics, kind of goes through all that lingo, you know, my wife's in mm-hmm. labor, and they were asking him, can you see the head or anything? And I still had pants on at this point. So he took my pants down and he's like, yep, pretty sure there's a head there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then he kept saying, you know, the head's, you know, the head's coming out, but he could see the sack. So Willow Mm. was still in her, they call it in call, I believe. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right. But um, so she was still in her sack. 
So by this point, the paramedics over the phone were talking to Troy how to deliver the baby. They said, you know, she can start pushing in her next contraction. And as soon as, you know, I heard the lady say it was okay for me to push, I just like pushed. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that release of the, the head and pushing was just like, uh, how do you say it? You know, it was just such a release of pressure on my body and it felt good to push finally um, instead of kind of holding that tension back. So, yeah, two pushes and she was out. So she was delivered on our um, ensuite four by Troy. <laughs> um, and this all happened, she was born at 3.25 a.m., so 10 minutes. Wow. Um, yeah, and she was healthy and she was blushing pink. And, <laughs> and in the sack. Yeah, and Troy had to um, get a pin and, um, yeah, rip the, rip the sack open and stuff. Wow. So that was pretty cool. And I remember after I was, after, when I heard Troy say, you know, she's in the sack, my phone was next to me. And after her head was out, I grabbed my phone and took some photos. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just knew it was so, like quite rare to have a yeah. baby born in the sack. And I felt good, you know. At between the contractions, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I took some really special photos. And five minutes after she was born, Troy's mum turned up. And then five minutes after she was here, then the paramedics all turned up and, yeah, went from there. Do they keep the placenta attached until, like, the ambulance got there or did they say to your husband that, that he could cut it or what? What's the process with that? Yeah, so she was attached to her placenta for would have been at least an hour. They just said, like, it was fine, you know. Mm -hmm. Once the paramedics got got here, they gave me, I think it was an injection of, I think it's oxytocin to help the placenta start to release um, mm -hmm. with some help, so to kind of deliver the placenta as well. So, yeah, but I was probably lying on the bathroom floor with Willow for would have been about an hour, hour-ish, and mm -hmm. um, we left once the placenta was born. Yeah, and, yeah so you had delayed cord clamping, which mm. most women want, and then they rush you to cut the cord in hospital, so you would have at <laughs> least yeah. had that benefit, which is good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty crazy, you know. And given, given all that, I found that experience to be, I guess, really – it was a good experience, you know. It wasn't traumatic or anything because, you know, I was in my own home. Mm -hmm. um, obviously trusted Troy, my husband. It was, you know, it was just, I think, what I needed after Piper's birth, to yeah. be honest. It would have yeah. been empowering doing it together as a couple as well. Yeah, I know. Like, I look at, you know, when I think back about that moment, like, bless <laughs> Troy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He would have been so scared, um, but he was he's so calm. I can definitely see the benefits of why people choose a home birth as well, being in your own surroundings and it's calm and relaxed and it's not, like, clinical at all. Yeah, so that was by the time I'm just trying to think how long my labour was, so it was about 25 minutes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> 
I remember being so jealous because Cruz was born like five days prior and I had like this long (laughs) eight-hour third labor. (laughs) And I I thought the third baby would be quicker and he went four hours longer than Isla's birth. And so I was just – and then Kylie's like, oh, it was 25 minutes. (laughs) I'm like, you lucky yeah yeah but and you say that it was in your own environment and comfortable and I'm like well I'm glad you find floors comfortable Kylie (laughs) your comfy space when you feel sick but yeah no that's so good and I'm very proud of your photos they were so cool because I ended up editing some of them for Kylie and yeah they were such cool photos for someone who's busy laying on the floor pushing out a baby Um, how long did you stay in hospital for um, after her home birth? Oh, <laughs> only four hours. So oh, the good. hospital about 5.30 in the morning and was released just before 9.30. So mm-hmm. they just kind of did the standard checks, like check yeah. um, me that I was okay. And surprisingly, I did not tear at all wow. given how fast her labour was. Yeah. Um, and obviously checked Willow over and did all kind of your measurements and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. And she she was perfectly fine, so we came straight home. Did um, Piper sleep through all of the commotion? So she, I think she woke up about five when she heard um, Troy's mum get here. Yeah. Heard, like Nanny's voice. Um, so, yeah. But otherwise, yeah, she did. <laughs> And did she, um, like, get to meet Willow at home? In hindsight, I wish we did let her meet Willow um, at that moment, but she met her that afternoon. Oh, okay. After she got home from daycare, yeah. Yeah. I think it would have been it would have been a lot for her, you know. There's yeah. three paramedics here and, you know, yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she probably wouldn't have wanted to go to school if she knew her little sister was born mm. and wanting to meet her and hang out. So mm-hmm. probably best to wait till after daycare. Then you get to have the whole day with Willow and kind of settle in before mm. she comes home and meets her as well. Um, I remember mm. you saying because she was born at home, you needed to have, was it a witness or something for the Medicare forms and all that because she wasn't oh. born in a hospital? Yeah, yeah. So when I was applying for her birth certificate, I had to, and her passport. It was really weird. What did I need to do? Didn't you have to call like the paramedics or the midwife oh, to have a, yes. uh, like a, what do you yes. call it, witness? Yeah. Oh my gosh, your memory's so good. Um, yeah. So I had to call my midwife who had to call the head of the hospital to say that I arrived at Gold Coast Hospital with a live baby. That's how they mm. word it. Then I could register her birth properly. Yeah. I know on my niece's birth certificate it says, because she was born in an ambulance on the side of the Pacific Highway, and it actually just says, like, the suburb like where she was born, not the actual mm. hospital. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Does yours say just your home address where she was born? or Mine just says Ormo Hills, which is, yeah, the suburb she was born in. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's such a good birth story. I love sharing birth stories that are good. That's why I thought it would be a really interesting thing to put on the podcast and share some good birth stories because they don't always go to plan, hey? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, none of that involved water other than in a bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) I know, yeah. 
It's good that you have a calm husband because I think that mm-hmm. if he was a stress head, it could have been such a different experience. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so fortunate. You know, he was just, he's just like a typical man. Well, you know, as soon as the paramedic started walking him through what to do, you know, the paramedic over the phone was saying, kind of put your hand on the baby's head so she doesn't come out too quickly and stuff, you know, and he's just like, yep, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> bless him. Yeah, that's going to be a cool story to tell her as she gets older as well. Her daddy delivered her. Yeah, I think it's such a special moment. Like it's super special that we share now. So Mm -hmm. I I, I need to remember that when, you know, Troy annoys me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you've actually managed to share your birth story on two different podcasts. So the girls can listen to it one day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Podcasts are cool in that way that you preserve someone's voice. Like it's pretty Mm -hmm. interesting. Like one day when we're not here, family can listen to it. And yeah, Mm -hmm. people that we have Mm. on the podcast, it's a little bit of them that's saved forever. So I think that's Mm -hmm. cool. That was really cool. Yeah. I like birth stories. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'd like I still listen to Australian birth stories mm-hmm. podcasts every now and then. I just I think if I could go back 10, 15 years, I would have studied to be a midwife. I feel, mm-hmm. you know. I think it's just so interesting. You yeah. still could do that though. It's only like a three year degree, I think. You can go straight into midwifery now, but um that's all you can practice. You're not a um you can't nurse, obviously. <laughs> if you were just as interested in being a, a midwife, that's all you would want to do anyway. Mm. I wanted to be a midwife and um I think life just kind of happened, but when I went in to have my babies, I noticed that there's a wide range of ages when it comes to the different mm-hmm. midwives, and I think that mm-hmm. it's good because I can still do it. It gave me hope that mm-hmm. if it is something I want to do later on in life, I definitely can. There were women that are in their 20s. There were women in their 50s. It's not something yep. you have to do while you're young. Yeah, my last birth with Dempsey, my student midwife, she was actually, I would say, in her 40s, and she had been been a uh, occupational therapist for years and then went into being a midwife and she was amazing she was the best thing about my birth <laughs> Kylie how did you find the adjustment going from one to two it was easier doing that than going from none to one <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah like I think I transitioned quite well to be honest obviously it's busy for sure but yeah I it was easier to adjust having two than, you know, having no baby and then going to mm-hmm. have a baby. You're super mum. Oh, Not you, at all. <laughs> you make it look really easy and you still do baking and sensory play and, and they help you with it somehow. <laughs> I love that. Well, I would love to know if or when you have another baby, um, what the birth would be like. Be interesting. Well, I have to have a follow-up. Yeah. <laughs> I almost think like I have to plan for a home birth. That's mm. my gut feel because I feel mm-hmm. like if I if I do a big sneeze, a baby's going to be born. You know. Yes. <laughs> so. And apparently, if you feel like you need to go to the bathroom, you're in labour. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I know, so. Maybe we'll have you on one day after you do your first ultra marathon. No. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to sign up. I think I made a decision to sign up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah. 50Ks. That's amazing. 
Yeah, it's always been a dream to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think I'll just yeah. bite the bullet and train, start training for it. I've started loading up my case the last few weeks. So oh, I've seen how my body. We're friends <laughs> on Strava and every now and then I'll see Kylie's run and <laughs> she'll go comfortable <laughs> effort run or um, <laughs> like comfortable run. And then it's like a 20 kilometer run at like this crazy pace. And I'm like, okay, Kylie, you and your comfortable run. <laughs> It's impressive, and I think it's. I'm very excited to see what you do with your 50k. She actually, Kylie ran a half marathon when Piper was 12 weeks old. Amazing, mm, yeah. That I, I now I was kind of walk run, I think, because I was doing it with a friend. But yeah, shortly after birth, I suppose. It's very. Did you train during your pregnancies with running, or mm. is that not allowed? No, I remember with Piper, I stopped running about. 12 or 13 weeks just because the Mm -hmm. pressure on my bladder was too much and with willow i didn't really run but i did a lot of walking and i've got Mm. a bike a bike trainer so i still exercised throughout my whole pregnancy um Mm -hmm. obviously by guidance of you know my midwife yeah doctor and stuff but it felt good to kind of be active during pregnancy Thank you so much, Kylie, for coming on. I'm glad that I actually didn't know anything about your births prior to this episode because it was really in, like interesting and engaging listening. Thank you so much for having me and it was nice sharing the stories again. So thank you. <laughs> well, that's it for today. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Our Facebook group is called Balance with Carmen and Ashi. Make sure to join it for updates on upcoming episodes. Our socials are also found in the show notes. And here's your daily reminder to move your body, take your vitamins and drink your water. Until next time.